Something we see and do all the time in Hong Kong is coffee. There's one on every corner, and there's a real science and an art behind it. So coming up, we've got the finals of the Hong Kong Barista Championship and the finals of the World Siphonist Championship. And uh, the head judge for this gig and the Canadian national champion from a couple of years back is Michael Young. Good to see you, Michael. Very happy to be here. It's, uh, we, we, we sort of take it for granted, really, don't we, in Hong Kong? Yeah, buy a coffee, see you later. You know, I don't think it's just related to Hong Kong. I think all around the world people think a cup of coffee is just a cup of coffee. Um, perhaps they think... Oh, hold, hold on a second, Michael. Today we're talking about coffee. That's just in case my producer's listening. I said that's coffee we're talking about today. All right, mate, carry on. <laughs> it's, it's big business in Hong Kong. I think so. I think more and more people are, are turning to coffee and seeing it as a, a premium product. And certainly there are different levels uh, of... of uh, I guess you can say um, focus on, on the on the product, and I think what we are really looking for this week is uh, for somebody who's able to to champion and, and really be an ambassador for this industry. Yeah, we've heard about this kind of stuff in wine for many many years. Is it just a sort of distant cousin, really? I think uh, for us in the specialty coffee industry, we borrow a lot of uh, terms and a lot of uh, examples from the wine industry because in a lot of ways there are some, a lot of similarities in the way that wine is grown. There's uh, a relation between taste and terroir. Mm. Uh, very similarly, in coffee, we also see very close relations between um, what happens at the farm uh, and it translates into flavor in the cup, and we call this the seed to cup. Tell me about tastings, because they've got tons of rules. Uh, I think for, for tastings, it really has to do with uh, doing something consistently. So when we taste coffee, we just want to make sure that no matter what different lots we taste, we always want to taste it with the same methodology. So we're able to reduce the number of variables and taste uh, every coffee on its own. Ironically, I was watching, I don't know why, I just had a documentary on TV the other day about, uh, you know, what they were doing, and there's this whole room of tasters. Now, of course, um, you know, they take a bit, spit it out, mm -hmm. no, no swallowing, of course. Uh, but does that still, does the caffeine and everything still get into them through the, through the tongue? Invariably, yes. So you'll, you'll, you'll end up consuming some, but you'll see also that uh, when, when professional coffee tasters taste, they're actually slurping the coffee into their mouth with a considerable amount of air, uh, and they slurp it from a spoon. And, and the purpose of that is to create aeration and really just spray that coffee all over your palate, just because sometimes one particular area of your mouth or, or particular part of your tongue would be predisposed to a certain kind of taste. Right. So what we try to do is we try to spray the coffee all around our mouth at the same time. Do you guys call it notes, like the winos do? Oh, we do, yes. We, have, we, have, uh, we talk about aroma, we talk about tasting, we talk about finish or, or aftertaste as okay. well. When something becomes extremely expensive in the coffee world, what's the reason? Is it just rarity or something? That's usually it. It's usually a, a supply and demand. Um, lately, we see a lot of uh, really, really great farmers taking a lot of special care in, uh, in producing some amazing lots of coffee. And every year, there's only a certain number of bags available. Mm. And top roasters around the world are, are pretty much fighting to, to get their hands on these coffees. So what we see are um, these coffees being purchased on auctions for uh, prices far above anything you'll see um, probably in your local supermarket or coffee chain. So these we're talking about before roasted, maybe 50 to to $100 US per pound. No kidding. What about the stuff that has to pass through a, what's it called, civet cat? Well, we certainly see uh, a lot of interest in this kind of coffee, not necessarily because of the coffee, but because of the interesting process that this coffee goes through before it's roasted. Do tell us the story there, because I think people might think I'm joking, but no. So there's a, there's a coffee called uh, Civet Cat Coffee or Kopi Lawak, and, and these coffee cherries, coffee is actually a seed from a, from a fruit. Um, and there are these cats, uh, primarily in Southeast Asia, who uh, eat the, the ripest of these cherries. 
and they're not able to digest the the seed inside. So uh, when it passes through their body, um, farmers uh, are, are are sorting through their excrement to find these uh, well, coffee seeds. That's a tough seeds. job. I thought this was tough. And, uh, <laughs> and I, I think financially they must be rewarded for it. So, no so that would probably put the cost of this coffee at a much higher price than, yeah. than your normal cup of uh, java. Yeah, it's a chemical reaction or whatever, isn't it? Something there like will that. be enzymes that affect the, 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 the natural taste of the coffee, so the aroma is a little bit different, the flavors are a little bit different. But yeah. because we're not really able to control which coffee beans the civet cat eats, we really don't know very much else about the coffee except for the fact that it's gone through this process. Is this one of these things that people think it's trendy to have, hence it will be pretty expensive? I, I think I, I would probably draw, there was a movie called The Bucket yeah, List. Yeah, I saw where, it. It was really uh, funny. The character played by Jack Nicholson was, was going on and on and on about this special coffee that exactly. costs, I don't know how much per pound, and, and Morgan Freeman's character just says, you know, where the cat... <laughs> coffee came from so you know there's two sides of the coin there's this there's the you know the 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 idea of exclusivity or this very specialized exclusive expensive product but um it really is supply and demand also i think okay well let's get it a bit more back down to earth tell me about the stuff that's going on here in hong kong over the next few days and tell me what the sort of popularity is with the guys taking part so what actually happened is uh, a couple weeks ago we had our semi-finals round so we had uh 18 baristas from all over hong kong compete in our semi-finals um, and during the presentation of 15 minutes, they have to prepare four espressos, four cappuccinos, and four signature drinks using espresso, um, all the while explaining to us what uh, their coffee is going to taste like, where it's from, and uh, showing the technical judges their technical skill. Hmm. So the top six uh, finishers from the semifinals are now advanced into the finals, and that will happen this week. Okay, well, we'll give you the details in just a while. Has this industry gone molecular yet? Oh, I think it has. There are a lot of uh, a lot of baristas who are trying to deconstruct even just a shot of espresso to the very beginning, the middle, and the end. And it's a little bit like cooking, where uh, when you apply heat and pressure and water to coffee, you'll get different kinds of flavors coming out at different times of the extraction. Okay. So, so we really have uh, a lot of baristas focusing on the preparation of it and and really making sure that they can relate what they do to what you taste. Let's talk about bog standard stuff. The temperature, perfect temperature, should be what? I mean, obviously, if everybody boils a kettle. But what do the pros do? Uh, there's a range. We, we usually say uh, between 88 and 95 degrees Celsius um, because each coffee will behave differently when combined with brewing temperature water. Okay. So perhaps a darker roast coffee does not need such a high brewing temperature, but perhaps a lighter roast coffee does. It really depends on the specific coffee you choose, whether it's a blend or a single origin. Right. So we are less about rules and more about understanding. So we, we say try it once at this temperature, try it again at that temperature, and if you prefer it at this one, then, then why not? What's the easiest way to do this at home? I mean, there's tons of gadgets, but what would you say really work? I would say the best thing to do is really invest in a very good quality grinder. Um, because a lot of people have a misconception that, you know, it's actually the brewer that affects the taste most. Um, we like to keep beans in their whole bean form. Mm -hmm. And the best thing to do with your, with your coffee is to grind it immediately before use. So invest in a, in a top range or medium range grinder and then a very simple French press or a cafetiere. You got it. Um, and that, you know, I think for less than maybe five or 600 Hong Kong, you can have excellent coffee every day. So it's like a lot of things. You just have to do it as fresh as you can. But I mean, if we buy, exactly. if we buy decent stuff that's vacuum packed instantly, shall we say, like they always say freeze dried or whatever, is it still going to be, you know, substandard to, to fresh ground? With, with any of the packaging that's been, um, you know, vacuum packed, freeze dried, pre-ground or anything like that um, it does help uh, keep the freshness before while it's still uh, while it's still closed but once you do open the pack and you make that first cup of coffee that first cup of coffee should be pretty good 
But if you have that last cup of coffee from that same bag that you opened a few weeks ago or a couple of days ago, you'll, yes. you'll, you'll taste a definite difference in All between right. the first Let, and the last let's cup. Let's assume we can take care of it. So I'm assuming you, you, you do it. It's very fresh. You might want to seal it again as fast as you can or suck all the air out. Right. What do we do, freezer? Um, actually, no. If you put it into the freezer, what happens is that the change between temperatures uh, will increase condensation. So what we recommend is in an airtight container, in a dry, cool place without any direct sunlight um, and any changes in temperature or humidity. I okay. know that's tough in Hong Kong. No, well, it's important. It affects so many things. Uh, tell me a little bit about your stuff, though. So you were in Canada. You, you know, you've obviously made a career out of this. Are you now a sort of exhibition coffee guy? Um, well, I, I've been very, very fortunate in that uh, uh, in, a, in, in my uh, past in Canada, I was able to really learn a lot from a lot of different people in the coffee industry. So um, after competing in the national competition in Canada, um, I was really able to... Uh, to, to kind of uh, learn from people all around the world just because the, the coffee community uh, is actually quite small and you'll see that uh, when we gather for conventions or competitions all around the world, it's really all the same people getting together. I guess. So uh, in that, that respect, I'm really excited for, uh, for this opportunity for uh, Hong Kong to be more involved in the global coffee community. Good. Let's hope so. Hong Kong Professional Coffee Association, is that your gig? Uh, that is the uh, organization that is putting on this show. And uh, it's actually a, a huge team of different uh, volunteers um, who are helping to uh, to put this competition on. Of, of what, yeah, and, and I'm one of them. Great. So. Well, you're the, uh, the head judge this week. So yes. tell me where's and when's, if you would, once again. Uh, Wednesday and Thursday at the uh, restaurant and bar show in Wan Chai's exhibition. Mm -hmm. uh, we start at about uh, 12.30 each day, and it goes till probably about 5, 5.30. Lovely to see you, Michael. Thanks very much for coming. Take care. Thank you.